in 2012, writer Jason Aaron embarked on a quest to reshape the God of Thunder for the modern age. Together with superstar artists like Isad Ribic, Russell Dodderman, and more, Aaron would take readers on a journey into mystery, and the mightiest Avenger would never be the same. The Geeksplained Book Club proudly presents The Days of Thunder. Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club and part eight of the Days of Thunder, where every single Friday I, alongside my fellow Warriors 3, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Jason Aaron's Thor. I am a post-op Eric Azana, and I am joined by the only two men who I would willingly go to hell and back with. First off, he is the newly crowned king of hell. It's Jacob Brown. So many hammers. And he is the old man Phoenix, Malcolm Russell Nelson. Better believe it, bub. Gentlemen, (laughs) we are tackling a brand new era in the Jason Aaron Thor run, the mighty Thor has concluded her saga, and the Odinson is back to being the main protagonist of this uh, of this Thor run. How'd you guys feel about the uh, the Jane saga as a whole? And now we're transitioning back into an Odinson focused story. Uh, I haven't been shy about Jane saga being my favorite Thor story. It's my favorite Thor story. Uh, it's the best. And I miss it. Uh, a perfect example of that I miss it is that I usually, I, I read this stuff pretty fast, pretty easily. Uh, I didn't finish this stuff today until today. Wow. <laughs> I, finished, I finished maybe an hour ago. And it's not that it was bad. It's just that, man, I really miss Jane. Mm-hmm. And I really miss Russell Dodderman. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Jacob, how'd you feel? Uh, I know this is a, it's a big artist it, shift for sure. Yeah. We'll talk about Del Mundo's art in a minute. Uh, I, uh, uh, I double with 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 Malcolm. He is, is Jane Foster's Thor is definitely my favorite now Thor of of all of this because my even surpass a little Beatty Ray Bill honestly because of Ooh. just how incredibly human and insightful she is. Um, it would be great to see more. I would have loved to see more about this, but. Um, Hold on, I'm making sure like I'm I'm still here with you. You're all good. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I. Uh, but yeah, I I I, I think just the story wise and like what happens, uh, the layers on top of each other is very much unlike anything like any store any store story that I've read. Pretty much, this was this was very great. And getting through this, I did get through most of this, like half of this book for this volume. Um, I just finished uh, the last bit of the end of it right before we started recording. 
Like yeah. you sent me the link uh, right when I just closed the book and just put it down and was just like, okay, I'm going to take a little break. Bing. Oh, we're going to get started. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Let's I finished about an hour ago. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's interesting it was- too, because like this book, it almost is like a reverse of how I think a lot of people felt about the mighty Thor, because in this we've now established, and I think the book itself has established as well that Jane Foster is the worthy Thor. She is mm-hmm. the Thor. And now yes. Odinson yeah. kind of has to fight his way back into being the next Thor, which yeah. I really like for his character. It's, you know, that whole idea of we've seen this so many times where like legacy characters will take on the mantle for a while and then those original characters will come back and it's like nothing happened. I mm-hmm. like that it's not treated like that here. You have certain characters even, you know, talking to Thor like, we're talking to the Odinson like, no, you ain't Thor. Thor's a lady. Like, I I really dig that. And I really like that he has to basically earn it back across across this volume. Yeah. Um, I am gonna let you listeners know I am I am a couple days out from my mm-hmm. surgery. So if I seem like Ugh. it is because I am on some pain meds that are just they are worthy of Valhalla. So, um, but Y'all, I, I want to talk let's, about this. Let's take a second to just admit the sheer professionalism of Eric Azana here. Because uh, I listen, we were talking before we started recording, and you sounded like kind of down and like kind of, you know, kind of groggy. <laughs> as soon as you clicked in, you were boom back to how you normally sound. <laughs> like, I mean, the sheer professionalism of you is incredible, sir. I, I tip the hat. Uh, I would not be able to do this. So, you're incredible. I oh stop it. You say that's all the post-op surgery people who come on and record a podcast. Only the ones who are named Eric Azana. Exactly. Well, I would I would I wouldn't rather be anywhere else but right here. So I am very excited to talk about this. We are uh jumping into uh Thor issues one through eleven. This is the twenty eighteen run, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, with uh, written by Jason Aaron, art by a couple people. Uh, first off, Mike Del Mundo, who takes on the uh, lead artist duties here. I really dig Del Mundo's art, and I think that especially for the for the initial uh, four issues where they spend the most time in hell, it made sense to me, and mm-hmm. it kind of gives it this like almost mad max fury road vibe yeah through the entire like opening arc of this which i really really dig and i think that uh del mundo's art feeds well into um how'd you guys feel about del mundo on this one jacob dude this this fucking art drives like so hard (laughs) it's so good it drives love, love this artwork it is so good uh the the lighting in this that he does in this book is like very phenomenal uh uh and it, it continues the uh uh the 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 boxes being a part of the artwork like one particular page is like how um we'll get to it but it's um it's the shot of the hammer and in each little segments of the hammer is a, a moment of Odin, uh, Thor beating Odin yeah. in it. And it's just the, and it forms together the, 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 the hammer, the bloody soaked hammer that uh, so Thor good. has in his hand. That is some really creative stuff right there. That's really good. I love it. Um, 
yeah this uh, this 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 especially like yeah just 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 in general this is this is a great volume beautiful beautiful book to look at for sure malcolm no, I you're hate saying Michael you... Mundo. No. <laughs> Yay. I, I, it, 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 I shouldn't say hate. I just strongly dislike it. Um, Why? I think it might just be like almost sensory overload for me. That's fair. With a dry palate. There's a lot happening. Yeah. Like there's a lot happening. Like it's too fluid and too bendy. Like it, it's especially i'm just my general style of liking comic art is that i like cartooning you know mm -hmm. i like yeah. i like your chris somnies i like your mark bagley's your i like your Russell Soderman, your doc shaners like scott, you know, scotty young <laughs> I, yeah scotty young i yeah i i love the stuff that they do i i am not into this style of art just in general it's just not my bag uh, and i have such a hard time re i had such a hard time reading this book because it is mostly mike del mundo right um yeah and i i really like the stories here which really bummed me out but especially coming off of the jane stuff it looks so physically like, it looks so different um yeah. it just has such a different visual style of the of the four artists that we read today because there's four different artists mm -hmm. two of them i don't like <laughs> and, and i can only them. guess the other one I was is, say, uh, i'm sure you can guess the other one for all of the, especially with that too much going on uh during yeah. the especially in f issues five and six but also a little bit uh with some backups What's... in the first four issues we've got christian yeah. ward doing yeah. all the king thor stuff uh mm -hmm. at the end of time who is I in have... a very similar style of michael yeah. and i yeah. i just i can't i can't deal with that <laughs> which is fair which is totally fair um his art is it, definitely an acquired taste it definitely feels like uh it definitely feels like an artist working with just crayons on, on yes. the pages I, I i do i do agree with that i do understand, see that point but it, it, yeah this whole this whole book is pretty much just a crayon book but uh it really but for i kind of like it i think it's i think it heightens a lot of the stuff you know we also have two That's other artists uh tony moore takes over hell yeah seven for hell possibly yeah. my favorite issue of the whole bunch oh yeah and, might be the best uh, looking issue might tell be the you that much. holy shit that issue is great and the final <laughs> issue of this volume is uh drawn by lee garbett hell yeah hell yeah who's amazing so, lee garbett is so good that is my exact like like yeah my, that's your shit is lee sure. garbett <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they throw in a little bit of tony moore especially like tony moore with colors yeah oh yeah oh boy Oh boy. Let's go dive into this. Uh, we've got Thor chapter one, God of Thunder Reborn. I will say a great cover on this. Great cover. I love like all the hammers. Fantastic cover with all the hammers being swung at one time. Yeah. Like that's a that's a great cover. Yeah. And it starts off, Thor is basically doing his best Indiana Jones. Yep. Running out of the Temple of Doom. Uh, this one being uh the Temple of Sidorak. And what I love. Jane, start the engine. Lay <laughs> it up there. Get the hammer. Start the hammer. <laughs> and what I love is that Jason Aaron loves fetch quests because yeah. this yes. was after his uh, Doctor Strange run, uh -huh. which the back half is basically, hey, Doctor Strange, let's travel the travel the world finding mystical magical artifacts, and that's basically what this is which is really yeah. fun um but <laughs> yeah. you heard correctly this is the temple of Sidorak, which means 
we get the unstoppable juggernaut who has most recently come back into his power as the champion of Sidorak. And I love this. I love this. I love how large he looks. Mm-hmm. Like there is something about dumb. So big. He's, he's such a big, a big boy. He's a big ass boy. Cause yeah. Thor is a pretty big boy. He is. Yeah. And we see that he is able to fly again because he's got a hammer. But not just any hammer. He gets uh, he gets a bunch of hammers because the whole thing about this, uh, which I love, is that they have decided, OK, no one hammer is ever going to replace Mjolnir as Thor's weapon. But you know what? We're going to try with a bunch of them. <laughs> and it's like Screwbeard, who we're going to get to because he's fucking amazing. Um, Screwbeard has been hard at work with all the other dwarves that survived Nidavellir's fall. Uh, just crafting just hundreds of thousands of hammers. I love that. And Thor just keeps breaking them, which I love. It's like, I was very, uh, we got during the Carnilla vision, you know, Thor with his golden Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. And as we come to find out, it's just one of many hammers that are being like created, sent to Thor and then busted every yeah. single time he does something. <laughs> I, I like to think that he only uses the golden one when he's with the Avengers. Because yeah. in the Avengers book, also written by Jason Aaron at this time, this is when Jason Aaron's taken over Avengers. Damn it. Uh, begun his multi-year <laughs> span. Um, and in that book, he's pretty much just using the golden Mjolnir. Yeah. The golden Mjolnir cool. looking kind of thing. So I like to think that he only uses that when he's an Avenger. That's so <laughs> and then he uses all the other hammers all the other times. <laughs> <laughs> This is the He's prettiest like, one. I, I gotta look bad. The... I, I gotta look my best. I gotta, I gotta look my good. Sunday best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's always wearing his formal suit, apparently, as we know now yeah. from this book. <laughs> his mm-hmm. formal wear. This is formal wear. So he returns to old Asgard, and I don't know about you guys, but this is the most Russian I've ever heard Screwbeard when reading him. <laughs> like, I've never like thought of it, like heard a Russian voice with him, but he's like, you break all hammers. <laughs> like i just i I love it i love you say make hammers screwbeard and friends work many nights making best hammers in all 10 realms Odin put spells in all no one sleep no one even have time for being drunken and you break all in one day fighting juggler like <laughs> yeah the fact that you call him juggler is so funny yeah, to me. It's, so good, <laughs> it's so funny it, it, oh my god and so because the uh the bifrost the bifrost is broken uh, Screwbeard and Ood the Troll are stranded on Asgard. They're unable to get back to their realms. So they're basically just here building hammers for Thor. That's yeah. it. I um, love what they say too. They they there's like they argue with each other. And like the one thing that I love that that like uh Screwbeard says to like the troll is just like, I'm surrounded by gods and best friend is troll. This already hell. <laughs> Yeah. like oh oh they're best friends i'm like oh yeah. they have become the legolas and gimli of this sorry band <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> it but Scoobird <laughs> is legolas <laughs> yes 100 percent. somehow <laughs> it's somehow. more like gimli and gimli but <laughs> yeah <laughs> gimli and gimlier that's basically <laughs> so we see uh heimdall is still guarding what's left of the bifrost even though he has been blinded and uh, it, it's kind of striking to see a blind Heimdall yeah. with the uh, bandages over his eyes. I think you mean blind doll. 
Oh my god. Stop. <laughs> no. We're never going to stop. <laughs> Don't stop me. Oh now. god. We see uh Odin is on Asgard and he's kind of overseeing everything while in Midgard, specifically the Bronx. Our girl Ross Sullivan is in the business of rehoming all of the refugees that they have uh, accrued over time. She's bought out an entire building to basically house all of these creatures. And I, my my headcanon is this is the same building that Hawkeye once owned. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. This I know it's awesome. two different areas. Yeah. I think his was in Uptown. His was, yeah, his was not in the Bronx. But, but I, I, I love the fact that these whole buildings are just getting bought up wholesale by Avengers. It makes sense. I. I know I, money. I know I haven't really like looked into the, uh, that much into the Jason Aaron's uh, Avengers, but this this kind I kind of got the feeling that they just took Avengers Mansion and just made that the refugee house. That's kind of what I thought this was a little. Bit oh, oh, that makes sense. No. Yeah, the Avengers Mansion is gone. In... Is yeah, it gone? it's actually gone at this point. Huh? It's done and it's like gone, yeah. gone. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it, it was in Central Park. Right. Yeah yeah but yeah oh that so, would have been really cool yeah, yeah. right that that's what i, I thought this would have been bigger was. yeah so odinson <laughs> yeah. uh comes to greet everybody with his new uh giant eye artifact and we get possibly th- this was my moment where i realized holy shit long island's in the house because this line well, look at this fancy guy here with the fancy new arm. Like, I know. Oh my god, I love Jane him. Foster <laughs> is the best. God, so much. I love <sighs> it so much, and she's like, all of a sudden, she's like a gearhead. She's like, that's yeah. a nice gold nama you got there. How's that's the velocity exactly on it? Does it drift to the left a little like Mjolnir did? I don't suppose I could <laughs> touch it just a little. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that she's the tej yes 100 <laughs> percent. she's the tej <laughs> all about family oh man and oh, volstag God. is the rock in uh in six where he's like laid yeah. up in bed for most of it yeah uh seven seven, seven you're right daddy's seven. gonna go to work daddy's gonna go to work yeah bust through his cast so um the last time I like that guy. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> so uh, Odinson goes to see Freya, who is uh, tending to Volstag, who is still laid up in bed, and they're having a little conversation. He, she brings up Loki. Thor is still pissed about Loki and all of his machinations, though Freya is starting to come around, which I think is really interesting. We get this quick yeah. look over to the Southern Ocean where Thor is trying to retrieve another artifact, and we get an appearance by our favorite underwater boy, Tanakh Huerta. I mean, I, uh, I don't recognize this guy because he looks really white. He does look really white. He doesn't have any kind of facial hair. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's just because of the water. It's just a reflection of the water. Can I, can right. I make a quick sidebar? Quick sidebar, please. Quick sidebar. I am very excited for that movie. I'm very I'm excited so about that excited Namor casting. That uh, and I love that he's wearing the green shorts. I always saw Namor as Asian. So did I. Yeah. Like, Same. literally, so always I. since I was a kid. Same. And Same. so I, I, leading up to this, I always thought, holy shit, what if they got, like, Henry Golding as Namor? Dude. Be perfect. 
Because that dude's got a very slick looking body, yep. but he's also got like the arrogance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. arrogance. No kidding. Arrogance. <laughs> and so, so like I'm very excited for Taynog. Like that's gonna be fucking awesome. I love he looks oh, so man. good. He looks I have, perfect. I have watched that trailer at least, you know, two dozen times, and it is ridiculous how much emotion that trailer garners every single time. Yeah. It is incredible it's so good uh uh i i am i think this is going to be like the best uh this is going to be even better than the first movie is what i think it's going to be i uh, need like we'll claim i i really feel like it's going to be because just have how how it's set up it seems like it's going to be even bigger than the last than the first one so my question to you guys we do see a quick like a little shot at the end of that trailer of someone in a panther suit I'm kind of hoping it's not it's Nakia. I really okay. want it to be Nakia. Okay, uh, I think it will be Nakia, but I think it should be Okoye. Totally agree. But I, I think story-wise and just how they've... Uh, the character journey that Nakia goes on in the first movie... Right. And then going into this, like, that leads her on the perfect path to be Black Panther. Yeah, because everyone's be saying Shuri, and I get it. That's what they did in the comics. I 100% think she's the wrong choice for the movies. I totally agree. Removing totally agree. the Letitia Wright of it all, like yeah. I think that characterization is the wrong choice. Totally that, agree. And I, I don't. I think Ryan Coogler is a lot smarter than that. Yeah. I, I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping that it's just been a huge publicity stunt, and they just. It's just Chadwick Boseman. He's just alive, and he just came <sighs> back like Elvis. Like so bad. Like this like, was all just like a goof. Oh, yes, like this was all just to get people to see this next movie. Like that's my I favorite would... conspiracy theory. I think anyone has ever said. <laughs> because yeah, if it was sick. true, I'd be really happy. <laughs> I'd also here. be pissed. <laughs> it put us through all that. Can you yeah, imagine? I know, right? That'd be some real oh, performance art. The shit. whole time, just Sally Fields. The whole time. The whole time. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. uh so main point, Namor looks fantastic. Really excited. What kind of yeah, hell yeah. Be amazing. Hell yeah. Anyway, back uh, to Namor in the comics. This white dude. Yeah. And it gets <laughs> like, worse. Because... Look at him here. He looks white here. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, what? Yes. Like, he looks he looks like a, a white elf. That's basically what he, he does. Years. Yeah. It's an underwater. He looks elf. like honey shot. Well, gentlemen, yes. it gets worse because later we come to the Newark Harbor. And, <laughs> and uh, we see that uh Thor's Thor's fallen on some hard times. He is living his uh post breakup bachelor life on this little boat. This little boathouse in the harbor. And I love this for side him. Quest. This is 100% <laughs> where Chris Hemsworth was living on Earth. Like, Chris yes. Hemsworth was living on Earth after his breakup with Jane. Like, 100%. 100% no <laughs> He's just living in Newark. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Thor heads inside. Uh, he, we see that uh, Thori and, I believe, Toothgrinder are mm. living with him. Yes. The boat is named Toothnasher, which makes me Love sad. that. Love oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um. And we see that Thor's got a visitor. It's Loki, baby. Uh, Loki's here. And I love how... I know we were bagging on Del Mundo earlier. I love how Del Mundo draws Loki getting the shit kicked out of him. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a... 
there's a panel where Thor is like choking out Loki and Loki's tongue is just like, <laughs> he, lo- he loves doing that stuff. It's so weird. Like, it's weird. Cause I just don't see, like I said, I don't see his artist cartoony. And then you see stuff like that. And it's very cartoony. Yeah. Or like when someone gets hit in the face and like, they have like the rubber lips thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like pick a lane, bro. And so Loki <laughs> has come to Thor with a proposition for the price of something on his boat. Uh, Loki is going to help Thor with this war of the realms. And so he basically sends Thor to hell, but Thor messes with the spell, sending Loki and the boat along with it. And as they arrive, they are greeted by Jacob's boy, Balder the Brave, the, the king brave. of hell, and our boy Scourge. Oh my god, the executioner. That's so Behold awesome. my stuff. My stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's impossible to read Scourge without hearing Carl Irvin now. Oh and that's my why. god. Yeah. And this it's is Carl. this is really Carl fun revisiting Irvin. this after reading Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. Yes. This is where this characterization really starts. Yeah. <laughs> so we see off in the cosmos you know until the eons from now um king thor and the goddesses of thunder uh frig atlee and Mm. elisiv are chilling because uh something's been it's been it's been quiet for a little bit since uh since thor basically turned the lights back on and as thor gets word he heads back down to New Midgard, where he finds that Jane is dying. This is the Jane that he started the world with, with Steve. Uh, Steve's been dead for a while, but uh, this Jane has lived for 275 years. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because we know that this isn't our Jane, but it feels like he's saying goodbye to our Jane. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that this is what Thor does every time a Jane dies. Yeah. This isn't his first rodeo. It's not going to be his last rodeo. You think he just does a generational Jane every single time? Yeah. And I think he kind of does it to punish himself. Ooh. I think he he thinks that he's doing it because, you know, Jane is the best example of a person that he's ever met. You know, the two best examples of people he met are Jane and Steve. You know, that's why he goes for Jane and Steve. But I think he does that every time he makes life. That is an I, old I white man that. thing to do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why I put Jane and Steve together because he's like, I didn't deserve Jane. He's I like, didn't God damn Steve. it. They deserve uh. each other. <laughs> uh, so as they uh, as they say goodbye, Mjolnir returns, which is fascinating because this is supposed to be eons from now, and Mjolnir is alive and well. Maybe uh-huh. a couple cracks, a couple chips on it, but. Uh, yeah, Alive well and looking like the movie one. Something to think yeah. about, for sure. Um, we find out that at the edge of the cosmos, something's been going on, and Thor sent Mjolnir to go find out what was happening. As Thor heads off to the far reaches of the galaxy, he is accosted by some fire. The phoenix is still around, but it's not just any phoenix. This is old man phoenix. And- saying, hey, bub. <laughs> Welcome to the end of time. Hope you brought some beer. And we see fucking Wolverine at the end of time, kimono 
just the fact that he's wearing a fucking kimono. I love yeah. it. God, I love he's, it. He's a appropriation, son of a bitch. I love it. <laughs> And the Fu Man Chu like be, uh, mustache that goes over his beard. Son of a so, bitch! God. Oh man. We always By the knew way, we'd get Malcolm, there. I, I, Malcolm, it was this moment that I realized what you meant with um, Jason Aaron fucking around with the uh, Phoenix. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's where I got it. It was right this moment. I was like, I don't know. Is it really always that bad? Oh, it's this bad. Okay. Yes. And it doesn't got get better it. even in this volume. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So chapter two, the Odinson boys ride again. Uh, we're in hell. And we see that uh, something's being transported on this, uh, on this Crazy train. Thing? On this crazy train. <laughs> yes. On this hell engine number nine. Uh, <laughs> we see the Odinsons are reunited. They are having a great time. Uh, Scourge is also there. And as they are uh, making their way through hell, they reunite with not just the Odinsons, but also Carnilla. Carnilla has been fighting her way through, and she's got a guest riding a dinosaur. It's Tyr, the oldest of the Odinsons. And the most glorious facial hair grower of them all. I mean, oh, look at that man. shit. Look at You're that. Like, holy crap. Look, so... look at him. Look at that stash, uh, meanwhile, uh, we see that Cinder is having a meeting with all of the warlords of hell, but she uh, quick. this meeting quickly takes a turn for the worst because she ends up killing almost all of them and then taking control of hell, more or less. Uh, the Odinson boys are coming up with a plan. They know that a train is uh, transporting something. Uh, we cut over to the train where it's going. It's it's saying, I love this. Engine, engine number nine on the Hellway Transit line. If my train goes off the track, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up as the bridge explodes. And we see that uh, Thor has been testing out some stuff because he's got a bomb hammer. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. And as the uh, as the train heads into the waters below, they decide we got to go liberate whatever weapon is being transported. But they find out it's not just a weapon. It's the weapon. Hela and Fenrir or Fenris. <sighs> this was super cool. Loki's kids. Loki's kids. Uh, just come out of the water. Just so cool. God, they look so cool. Uh, <laughs> chapter three, a lovely day in hell for a wedding. We see hell, it that. does look hot on that cover. She yeah. does. She's, She's got mad Kate Blanchett energy right there. 100. Yeah. This is the most Kate Blanchett she looks. Yeah. Yes. She looks real Kate Blanchett in this book. It's all about the bad things. No, it ain't a bad yeah. thing at all. So we find that a wedding is being held for Hela and Bor, or Balder, Balder. sorry, Hela and Balder. Uh, <laughs> niece and uncle are getting married, which is yep. right up Norse mythology's alley. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we cut back to a little uh, few hours ago where everyone is trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Uh, Hela does not want Cinder to take over Niflheim any more than anybody else does, but she's not willing to bend the knee to Balder, who's the current king of hell. They decide to come up with a uh, 
with a compromise of sorts. They'll both rule hell by being the king and queen. They're going to get married and they're going to uh, essentially rule over hell together and unite Niflheim against uh, Cinder and the armies of uh, Muspelheim. Which also, A, it's pretty smart. It's and smart. B, like you said, is very, very mythology based. Yeah. <laughs> There's also this great moment, too, where uh, the battle is happening and everyone's pissed at Tyr because Tyr uh, betrays them because he is, of course, in league with Hela. And uh, Thori bites his mustache off. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's kind of glorious. And I love that he's still trying to regrow it throughout the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> it's super patchy. Like it's so good. It's so good. It's the five o'clock shadow trying to, yeah. trying to get further. <laughs> One week of growth. It's like uh... And so we see during the uh during the wedding that the armies of uh Niflheim are not gonna be enough to win this war. They need the Valkyries, they need the Einarjarn, the warriors of Valhalla. But no one knows how to get to Valhalla except for Odin, and he's not exactly in a chatting mood. So Thor comes up with an idea. He tells Loki, hey, you know the thing you always wanted to do? You should do it. <laughs> and there's this great moment where it's like Thor says, you know, what? no matter how much I so dearly want to hate you, Loki, I'm mad because I'll always love you. And you hear shunk. Love and the it. page turn of Loki just being like, ah, it's not what it looks like. Except I suppose it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> and we just see a dagger protruding out of Thor's chest. Thor makes his way to Valhalla and is met by Brunhild, the Valkyrie. Hell yeah. At that exact moment, they are having the wedding still. They say, you know, if there is uh, anyone who believes that this couple should not be joined, all of a sudden there's a rumble. A voice shouts out, stop this farce, as Thanos would like a word with the groom. Fucking rolls in like a Mac. That's Fucking dope. rolls in. That's dope. That's so cool. Um, Real quick, this is the most, uh, just like this is the most Kate Blanchett that hell has ever been. I feel like this is the most Chris Hemsworth that Thor has ever been. Yes, 100%. Because you could definitely hear uh, when he first rolls up in uh, in Valhalla, he's like, ah, I said, kill me, Loki. Didn't mean you have to make it so damn painful. Like, you hear the Hemsworth in it, which is really interesting. Also, I think it's very interesting that Thor right now with the shaved haircut, the beard and everything, looks exactly like Mac Miller. <laughs> 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 Stop! Oh, oh I mean, he looks exactly like Mac Miller. <laughs> like, oh God, it's weird. <laughs> Maybe he's just a Mac Miller fan. We don't know. It is a weird choice. That face right at the gates of Valhalla, like that's Mac Miller. It just means that Mac Miller made it to Valhalla. That's all. And you know what? That makes me smile a little bit. That's kind of <laughs> so. Chapter Aww. four: uh, War is Hell with one L. You know um, what I mean? <laughs> we see um, the wedding is beset upon by fire demons. Cinder has found the location of the wedding. And we find out that Thor isn't dead. Loki just used his magic to try and make it seem that way. And he sends his hammer off to find Thor at the gates of Valhalla. Um, 
it doesn't take a whole lot to convince Brunhild to uh, to join in the fight. And as the battle rages at the wedding, we see that uh, Thanos isn't there to stop the wedding. <laughs> I love it so much. Just this like, is... yes, go ahead and rain on. I was like, hello, we should talk. <laughs> and and Jacob, can you uh can you read in your reader repulsive voice the wait you came all the way to hell just to break up with me line? Uh and is that the um oh god, where is this page? Is this the um, is the, I'm trying to find this. Oh, the agreement here that this yeah. is this? Okay. Uh <laughs> the agreement was that you'd help me regain my realm. Yet there's war raging all around us, and you haven't lifted so much as a finger. And I love, I just, I love that Thanos is like, all right, fine. He lifts one finger, blows up a fire goblin. He's like, okay, I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> You've met someone else? Is that it? Someone new? <laughs> no, not new. My old mistress calls me once more. The infinity stones have resurfaced. At last, my true destiny will be fulfilled. Oh, for Odin's sake, you and those wretched baubles again? No wonder they call you the Mad Titan. You'll never have those stones, Thanos. You could have had me. The Hand of Hela is worth a million magic rocks. You will regret this day, Thanos of Titan. Those stones will be the death of you. Oh, uh, seven or eight quick ones, and you're off to boast with the boys to roast and brag. <laughs> you better keep your mouth shut. God, I think I love him. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. It's so good. So Thor uh, returns with the Valkyries and the Einar Jar from Valhalla, and they are able to turn the tide back in the favor of the dead, with uh, Thor even rocking uh, Hela's helmet That's for a minute. so awesome. It's so metal. Yeah. He it's fucking so clocks metal. Cinder in the face with Hela's helmet, and then puts it on, and then becomes King of Hell, the blood-drenched god of the death storm. That's uh, so tight. It's so dude. metal. It drives. So cool. That drives. That drives. That melts. That is like. Oh, that melts. melts. That's it so melts. totally melts. Oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> so eventually, Cinder decides I ain't fucking with this, and she leaves, meaning that the day is won for the realm of Niflheim. Uh, Hela takes back her crown, and she decides, okay, now it's time for the real war—the civil war for Niflheim. When all of a sudden, someone says, I do, putting on the black coiled ring for the wedding. It's Carnilla. Hot. Super hot. Carnilla hot. is now co-queen of hell alongside oh. Hela. And through making a deal with Loki, Balder is alive and well again. Hell yeah. Yeah, baby. Uh, Hela, yeah. Uh, so we see that the queens of hell are now going to reign and they hate each other, which is kind of hot. Yeah. Way, it's kind of fucking awesome. It's kind of cruel. Classic enemies to lovers. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Classic Meanwhile, we see, uh, with the Valkyries, they're like, we were promised a note and said, I suppose you'll do. 
and Tyr is taken off to Valhalla. And he's just, and I love I love Tyr. I just he's that like Ah, splendid! What time is the feast? Tyr is Odin's son. My he God. is one hundred percent Odin. He's son. the one who's most like Odin because he fucking sucks. Yes, he does. He <laughs> but really, I love really that does. they're basically like, yeah, hey, the, the feast is done whenever you're done preparing it, bitch. <laughs> love it. <laughs> get to cooking and get me a beer, bitch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And so we see uh, back at the uh, Newark Harbor, the ship has been returned. Uh, Balder is looking over this portrait of Lady Freya, which is really nice. Um, everybody's like, okay, so we've all got our steps. We all know what our next step is. And then Loki decides, okay, I'm gonna get out of here and I'm gonna take my prize. And he leaves and we find out that what he wanted was the portrait of Lady Freya, which is really sweet. Love that. So really sweet. sweet. But oh, Thor doesn't no. believe that that's what he took. And so it's it's that classic was that that Dane Cook joke of breaking breaking and enter, breaking and entering. You steal the batteries out of someone's remote and you just don't steal anything else. It's like, ah, what did he take? I hate this. Ah. That's awesome. So they're scratching around trying to find out what he took, uh, which brings us to this intermission. Uh, issues five and six, old gods, also art, like we said, by Christian Ward. And I, I dig Christian Ward's art. I really do. I love how he draws Thor. Like, yeah. he still draws him like fuckboy Thor, which I really yeah. enjoy. Mm-hmm. And his, uh, his Logan is also really dynamic, I think. At least for this, like, opening scene, he's constantly, constantly like, shrouded in his cowboy hat. Yeah. yeah it's just really cool and i love there's that they a very get specific physical language that he specifically with logan like logan's shoulders are always slumped and like kind of kind of you know like there's there's a very specific physical language that he's drawing yeah it's pretty interesting so meanwhile untold eons from now the battle rages between king thor and old man phoenix old man phoenix basically arguing that thor shouldn't have brought back midgard because now it's going to have to suffer a worse fate. Meanwhile, we see uh, in an interlude elsewhere at the end of time, he's back, baby. It's Ego the Necro World. Yo, what's up? My name's Ego. I'm the Necro World. It's pretty tight. <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting here. I'm having a fucking good time. You know, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just eating some planets. I get, or I'm not even eating planets, you know. I'm just eating some fucking whales and shit out there. It's pretty cool, you know. There's this fucking like snake that's on top of my head that like keeps whispering to me, and I wish that motherfucker would just shut up. You know, it's really just confusing to me. Like I don't know what he's talking about, man. I I swear he he tried to challenge me to like a round of combat, a battle to the death, and I said, man, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. I'm gonna melt myself. I'm gonna pump up a lot of lava. I'll get him. I still ain't got him. That sucks. Oh, my stitches. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's so good. First. Oh, my God. Oh, God. And I love that it's just like, it's just this little worm. He was just like, hey, how's it going? I'm going to make it kill yourself. Uh, this, this, this is very... Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jacob. Uh, well, I was just going to say, this is very... this. Is, very much of like an old folk folk tale pretty much I, yeah yeah this feels like uh um 
one of the tales, uh, specifically, this reminds me of like uh, the tale, of one of the tales of like the gar- uh, the uh, Green Lanterns, where that yeah. uh, that from from uh, Mogo doesn't Moore. socialize. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Why, uh, like, um, what is it? Is it Mogul the the Living yeah. Planet? Or yeah, something? yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It, it's where the guy comes down to the planet and tries to fight this so-called like. Greatest, the greatest green, uh, green lantern. lantern yeah 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 and it turns out it's just the planet that's it's that's that's kind of what this reminds me of it's just the reverse effect of that this this cool. speaks very hard i think to uh to jason aaron's religious background yeah um, yeah because this is very much so it's between this and then he does the same thing in avengers uh and has been the last couple of years specifically with Mephisto, there's been a lot of Mephisto stuff going on in Avengers, and he loves having Mephisto be, you know, uh, represented by either a snake or a wolf or something, you know, because it's very it's very religious background, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. You know, the devil being the smallest little thing, and you underestimating the devil, and the devil sticking it to you. Um, yeah. Really interesting. And so meanwhile, the battle continues to rage between uh, Old Man Phoenix and Thor, and we find out that uh, something bad's coming to Earth. And I don't know about you guys, but I assumed that it was the Necro World uh, the first time I read this. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. But no, it's worse. Because on New Midgard, we see a ship land. And we see monsters come out led by the purple shorts wearing fin fang foom yeah baby space dragon goom gorgilla monstrum and fin fang foom are heralding the arrival of the fist of iron the star brand supreme the master of mystic vengeance doom because of course doom is here of like of Of course. course of course he's here and he's collected all of these mystical titles uh-huh. because of course he did uh-huh. like, uh, also everything. a very big jason aaron avengers thing is that these are all very specific like important legacy aspects that he's built up with his avengers 1 million bc yep the iron oh, fist man. the star brand the uh, the sorcerer supreme and the ghost rider the spirit yeah. of vengeance yeah like so again this is all very tied into what he's doing with uh, and i didn't cool. realize that yeah that's very funny <laughs> i totally forgot <laughs> uh chapter six midgard's final doom we see <laughs> doom is just laying waste to this area and it's there's this really kind of touching moment where he's like this used to be Latveria. He literally does the "We used to be yeah. a country." We used to be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And homeland. <laughs> oh God! And there's this moment where the, uh, the little uh, farmers are trying to throw shit at him. They're like, "Oh, you mean stones. Adam and Steve?" Yes. Yeah. Husbands they, in arms. All credit. They literally did Adam and Steve in this, and that. That is bold and beautiful. <laughs> I don't want to hear another thing about criticizing Jason Aaron's writing ever again. He gave us Adam and Steve. He literally gave us Adam and Steve, not Adam and Eve. That's amazing. We see the goddesses of thunder arrive to uh, do battle with doom, though they are unfortunately 
unable to uh, make too much of a dent. However, King Thor and Old Man Phoenix arrive, Thor having convinced Logan to join him in the battle against Doom. And then we see the return of an interlude with our boy, the Necro World. Yo, man, I've been trying to kill this damn worm. This worm is <laughs> tiring me out, dog. I hate this thing. I'm screw it, man. I'm just I, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. I swear. He he told me like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna make me, you know, make me wanna give up my stuff, but like I don't think that's gonna happen. And then he just started whispering in my ear. That's messed up. Thank you. Uh, Necro World will come back to you when we can. Yeah, uh, word. <laughs> so we see uh, the battle rages. Doom is just so powerful. And Thor gets uh, penance faced. I guess I was going to say penance stared, but uh, Doom takes off his whole face. Yeah, he takes show off the mask. Show the ugly ass face underneath. Yeah. Can you imagine how gross that life. face has to be now? Yeah. I don't Ooh. even want to think about it. Yeah. It's got to be so disgusting. That is some, Ugh. like, that is some aged Crypt Keeper looking face. You know? like, like millions of years old. Yeah. It's like 45 year old cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, flaw. That's what that is. <laughs> so, uh, Old Man Phoenix shows up while. Uh, while Thor is having his existential crisis, hits him with a little Wakanda forever to send him away. And then as... Yeah, the, it's uh, a choice. It's a really interesting up. choice. That's yeah. what he does. Boy, now he's so he's tired of appropriating a Japanese culture and now he's going for Wakanda. He's going for Wakanda <laughs> culture. After all There's the reason he's lived so long. It's called reinvention, darling. <laughs> he's going to start wearing like a feather earring in his left ear. Oh my like, God. He's like, he's just, he just wait, Atlantis, I'm coming for you next. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Bitch. I love that Wolverine got like completely melted down to his like skeleton to with with the force of the fire from Doom and in this, and he's just slowly regenerating back. Pretty tight. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive. So Logan realizes that with them separated, they can't uh, they can't do battle with Doom on his level. So they decide to do a little fusion dance. Uh -huh. And he binds himself to Mjolnir. And as Thor picks up Mjolnir, he becomes the mighty Thunderbird, King Phoenix, God of Fire. Again, metal as fuck. So now at this point, we're to understand that he became his girlfriend? Slash his ex-girlfriend? Because I think at this point they haven't really established that his mom is the Phoenix. Right, but we just now see, the new thing that Jason Aaron is going. We did with. see that page of God, damn it. of uh, old Odin kissing Phoenix. Yes, yes. yes. So the yes. seeds were yeah. his plan. So we know that they, yeah, we know that they're at least a thing. Yeah, but we haven't seen you know the proof that oh the Phoenix is straight up just Thor's mom. Yeah, can you just for our listeners who might not know what the hell we're talking about, Malcolm? Can you just give us a quick rundown? I think, I think Malcolm, what he <laughs> fucking Phoenix is. <laughs> just, just let us know what's going on here. Okay, so Jason Aaron's <laughs> Avengers run uh, starts with the Avengers of one million BC, which is Odin and the Phoenix 
and a star brand Hulk and the Ghost Rider of 1 million BC and the Black Panther of 1 million BC and the Iron Fist of 1 million BC and uh, 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 oh, what's what's his what's his name? Uh, it's, it's not Vashanti, is it? It's it's one of the one of the classic Doctor Strange. Agamotto. Agamotto, thank you. Agamotto. That's what it is. And Agamotto, the Sorcerer Supreme. And in that, so th- th- his whole entire Avengers run ties into that and ties into the legacy of these characters and how they're all tied together. Um, and in that, uh, Odin at that time is using Mjolnir as a weapon that is his main hammer, like his main weapon, but also is fucking the Phoenix. Uh, which the Phoenix is still a mutant also. It's a red-haired mutant. Uh, <laughs> but she has Phoenix powers. Um, so so that's a thing. Now, previously in this Thor run, we've even discussed that the Phoenix was seen to be as a previous girlfriend of Thor um, and has some ties to Thor, even in, like, like we said, even in this issue, you know, uh, uh, Logan says something about like what what kind of favorite is this bird? Oh, you like what is your history with the Phoenix? Like, there's some history there. Um, well, now we know since uh, there was a story arc in Avengers a few couple stories ago, few stories ago, mm-hmm. uh, that was the Phoenix tournament. Uh, the Phoenix Force came back to Earth and was going to choose a successor. Was going to choose someone to be the new Phoenix. And selected a bunch of heroes to potentially be that phoenix. Uh, they would each get a little bit of the phoenix power, and they would fight it out. Uh, a really fun, cool idea and a fun story arc, uh, but makes things confusing because that's where you find out that the phoenix is straight up Thor's mom. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so the phoenix is Thor's mom, but is also his ex girlfriend. But is also just a cosmic force. We've all been there. So to sum up, we all experimented Malcolm, in ju- college. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to sum up, Malcolm, you're just pretty much saying Jason Aaron's just fucking around with the Phoenix Menthos as much as possible. For literally like 10 years, he's been fucking with the Phoenix. He's <laughs> <laughs> driven me crazy. <laughs> just pick a goddamn lane. <laughs> Jason Aaron, I love you. I appreciate your work. But just remember what you started. Like, <laughs> don't keep changing what it could. Like, just come up with something that you actually want it to be <laughs> and stick with it. So the battle continues between uh, between Thor and Doom for generations. Yeah, they go into a like, volcano and then and they fight for 99 years. Yeah. And then eventually, Thor wins, pulling himself out of the lava. We see that the phoenix has awakened in a new redhead because there must always be a redhead. Because the phoenix, if there's two things the phoenix is horny for, it's someone related to Odin and redheads. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we come to our last interlude. Hey, yo, so here I am. I can't take this damn snake anymore. This little worm keeps whispering in my ear. 99 years, this worm's been whispering in my ears. It's driving me crazy. I'm so tired of it. I Oh, my God. Listen, whatever he wants, I'm just going to give it to him. He says, listen, I just want the power of the Necro Sword. That's all. You don't have to call me a worm no more. So I'm giving him my power. And 
Hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy Loki. Here I am, Loki the Necro God, you know, Loki the All Butcher, Loki the End. You know, I'm the last Loki. I'm, I'm going to be the end of it all. I'm pretty tight. I guess we'll see where I go. Stay tuned. <laughs> and that leads into Chapter 7. Chapter young, 7. Young Thor's Lament. So this is uh, the Tony Moore segment. Oh, my God. I got to say... I did when I started reading this volume, I was like, why does this artwork look familiar? Who did the art for this again? It's like Tony Moore. I'm like, oh my God, it's one of my top five favorite artists I've ever like like get into. Like, Tony Moore is incredible. He's so incredible. good. It's so good with his level of detail. Yeah. Um, I love the shine, uh, the shadowing and the light of of his of his artwork. It's yeah. so fucking good. He's it, so good. It really impresses me. Tony um, Moore there- is, it, if you look at like that energy coming off of like Odin's hand in the first page, yeah, like, he, it's it's almost like Kirby esque. He's almost like a modern Kirby. He's like if Kirby, it's like if uh, John Romita, John Romita Jr. and like uh, Kirby got together. Yeah, it's a combo of those that type of style. Yeah, that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. It's real fucking hot, man. I love this artwork. Uh oh, so like yeah. Odin's like totally like prosecuting like what uh, some dark elves here and just pretty much just ready to like hear their trials. But basically, he's just being Odin. Yeah, he's just being like he's just being like yeah, uh, I'm gonna execute you for just invading this place. So goodbye, and yeah. he just eradicates these these three elves in a hellfire and just left to cinder and bestowed him. And he's just like, see that that is the lesson you must learn, Thor. Thor. Where the hell is that boy? Then he gets the Thor, and Thor's just drinking, having a fucking good time on Earth. <laughs> it's like He's just chilling. It's how I picture like this is how J.J. Abrams Thor would start up, and we'd get that like, yeah. where the hell is that boy? And that he's just in the bar. We've got like yeah. some Beastie Boys As Beastie playing. Boys is playing. <laughs> <laughs> I love classical music. So he's uh, he's having a good rip roaring good time until he is physically removed by uh, Hugin and Moonin for an audience with his father. Those fucking birds. Those fucking birds, <laughs> man. Those fucking birds. <laughs> fucking boards. Boids. The boards. The boards. Whiplash. Oh my god! I love your work. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so. Basically, Odin is like, this place fucking sucks, man. Midgard is not where it's at. You need to be back on Asgard. Thor is like, I don't give a shit. I want to be here. I am going to go do what I want. He's like, Dad, the good puss is here, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, shut up, Dad. And he fucking God, flies God. away. <laughs> and I love... I absolutely love this first panel of Loki just poking out from behind a tree. Yes. Or perhaps it's your son who will save the day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's so waiting, Monty Python. Just waiting for that fucking opportunity. <laughs> he's been sitting back there for hours. <laughs> he's just is- silently going, knee, 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 knee. and again this is my favorite loki look i just love this like the skull crown that he wears same thing with odin 
I, I yeah. love the elk, the elk uh, uh, helmet that he has. It's really fun. It's it's very old school, you know. Uh, definitely sets like the whole uh, mythological Beowulf kind of feel of this, yeah. this realm. Yeah. Right. And so Loki comes to Odin with a proposal. He says, I will take something from you. And in return, I will make it so that Thor never wants to come to Midgard again. And he begins his campaign by introducing Thor to Erica the Red. Who is mommy? Oh my God, she's mommy. (laughs) You see Erica the Red leading this battalion of Vikings. And she is so unimpressed with Thor. Like, I, I fucking love that. She's like, get this straight, Blondie. I don't need any god to fight my battles for me. I do that my own damn self. Now stay the hell out of my way. And that next panel is just the, me? like... Just me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just everyone. He's just staring at this woman. Suddenly... <laughs> I can't see me loving nobody. Just picturing their entire future life together. <laughs> Why do Brits? I can't like believe he's got back to Thor and he's like, Tonight, tonight. Yes. <laughs> it's raining blood tonight. <laughs> Maria. <laughs> And we see that he's like trying to like follow her in the battle. At one point, he's like, "Ah, greetings. Perhaps we should start again. I am Thor, son of Odin, and uh, you are very good at slaying. Do you slay him often?" <laughs> like, I fucking love it. I love uh, this so much. Eric, have you played Assassin's Creed Valhalla? I have played all of them. Yes. Cool. So this is so. <laughs> I love Valhalla. I'm still not it's super far. It's very long and intimidating. It is a gigantic uh, game. But uh, my Avor is a lady, and this is how I picture my Avor being. Nice. Awesome. Like, because Avor is super hot. She's the greatest. She's great. <laughs> She's just Erica the Red. That's yeah. it. My, my Avor, I chose him to be male because I wanted to, as much as I had for Odyssey, my Wonder Woman simulator, this was my Thor simulator. Ah, I totally and understand. And bash shit with hammers. Yeah. And at this point, that Avengers game wasn't out, so there was no way to play as Thor. Yeah. So, yeah. And there still isn't. So the battle <laughs> wow. uh, continues. As, <laughs> no, it's okay. The game's okay. It's just boring. It's okay. Uh, yeah. It's okay. It's just very repetitive. It's you know, it's a real good Thor game. Thor, God of Thunder. The... From 2011. Stop. Yes, no, it's exactly. not. <laughs> There's only one good movie game that came out that year. Avengers. Yeah, there was. Oh, wait, never mind. And it's Captain, Captain America, America Super, Super Soldier. Soldier, baby. Oh, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting about that. It's a good so game. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Iron refuse, Man. <laughs> that they no. refuse to make backwards compatible for whatever reason. I wonder if that's on the new PlayStation Plus thing. Maybe. I'm going to look into that. Hmm. You get back to me. You let me know. Yeah, I'll let you know. So the battle is won. Erica the Red has been smitten by Thor. I also love that she's larger than him. Yeah. I, oh my god. <laughs> we love a short king. <laughs> so this good. is like the difference between Wonder Woman and Superman in New Frontier. Yep. Yes. Where yep. she's at least a head taller than him. Yes, it's so good. It's hot. It's real hot. And Why so, did you say it like 
You said it like John Turturro in Transformers, where he's yeah, like, he's he's a criminal. Criminals are hot. It's hot. It's real hot. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Pretty good. Al, stop making me laugh. Al. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. it hurts so good doesn't it eric no because it it's bad it's it hurts bad it hurts bad um, so the the uh this is when we get the uh the love montage the two of them just traveling the world together doing their viking thing singing tonight i fooled around and fell in love yeah and so we we see at one point they are staying in a little uh, Viking cabin thing, and he says the words. He says, "I think I love you, Erica of Midgard." She says, "Show me." Hot. They're hot, hot together. I love so it. Hot together. Yeah, it's one of those things where you see a couple and you're just like, "God damn it, you're both so attractive." Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so we back. saw you from across the bar. <laughs> we really did your vibe. <laughs> uh, back in Asgard, uh, Odin's pissed, but Loki is like, no, no, no. Now, now is the key to the plan. And we see that a war has, uh, has erupted. The Dark elves going to war with the dwarves. You know, tale as old as time. And Thor has to go be part of that war. So he tells he tells Erica the Red the exact same thing that the Tenth Doctor told Elizabeth the First. I'll be Ugh. right back. Ugh. I'll be right back. Do that. <laughs> and he goes and fights in this war. And so he comes back and finds the village has changed a little bit. Uh, there's more farmland. The there's more buildings. He's like, ah, I was only gone for like a week. What happened? And so he finds this old woman, who's like, Erica's not here, but I can take you to her. And we find a gravestone. Thor is like, Thor's pissed immediately. He's just like, trolls, raiders. Like, I am going to find these people. And I'm going to kill them. And she's like, no, she lived a long and full life. And I think it was her yearning to see you again that kept her going so long. He was like, so long? What do you, I was only gone for, and she goes, 40 years. The knife into the heart. I just, oh man, it hits me harder every time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. like a dagger, like Loki. Giving Straight into four, like early early on, that really was like that was ice cold. He says, uh, the old lady says she waited 40 years and died but three days ago. He missed her by three <gasps> days. God. Says before she went, she asked me to give you a message. Show me, she said. I hope that has some meaning to you, my lord. And we don't immediately get the response to this but we see loki's cackling he's like ah yes now dear father now that loki has fulfilled what he has promised it's time to discuss what i expect in return and so he goes to find mjolnir in the armory but odin is pissed he's like he's still there you piece of shit he's like no but he wouldn't he wouldn't stay why would he do this and we find out 
snively whiplash is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I love everything about that. Why, brother? <laughs> Loving them will only bring you pain and suffering more than even I ever could. It's I'm I'm trying to do the uh the Loki voice from the old sixties cartoon. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. It's, it's almost well as if heh, Loki isn't your greatest enemy after all, and never will be. No. It's Midgard. <laughs> and so we see that Thor took or the Odinson took Erica's words to heart. She said, Show me. And he decided every day thereafter to show her through his love of her home. And it just recontextualizes everything that he's done. Yes. Yes. And I fucking love it. It's yes. so good. It's that so is good. a good retcon. It's a wonderful retcon. It's what yeah. keeps bringing him back. It's what keeps bringing him back is what he keeps fighting for is just back to his first love of Erica the Red. And that's Red. fucking beautiful. Oh, it's so good. That is that is an expertly done issue. It's it's it might be my favorite. I think it's my favorite issue of this whole this whole volume for sure. It's one of my favorites of the whole run. Yeah, it, it might be. Uh, yeah. But it says that is the legacy of Erica the Red, the woman who taught Thor what it meant to be a god, what it meant to be worthy. Chapter eight, Prison of Angels. He doesn't even know he's he's worthy, though. That's the thing. That's what's beautiful at the end there. It's just like exactly. he's worthy and he doesn't even know it. And like exactly. he doesn't even remember when he became worthy. And it's well, just moment. Yeah. Well, just know, too, that knowing what it means to be worthy and actually being worthy are two very different things. Two very yes, different that things. is very true. Yeah. Something so, we'll discuss soon. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be my default voice now. Yeah. We'll discuss it soon. <laughs> ah, God. Chapter 8, Prison of Angels. Uh, this is a wonderful little issue that starts just exactly how Malcolm describes Del Mundo's art. Um, this first page of God, George is being tortured. <laughs> I do like, though, that this is an issue that kind of focuses on everybody else. Yeah. Like, we see Jane, you know, taking Thori to her uh, her chemotherapy appointment. We see the Avengers in uh, Avengers Mountain. That's right, Jacob. I, it's no longer Avengers Mansion. Oh, yeah. Avengers I want Mountain. this. I fucking want this. This was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Which you should like, read a his mountain? run, dude. Yeah, their their headquarters is in a dead celestial, the dead celestial that started humankind. Beautiful. That's, 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 <laughs> you should read Jason Aaron's Avengers. That's run. fucking beautiful. It's like half fun and half batshit. <laughs> like, that is like that is like a that's like the nowhere from uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Just yeah, yeah, but now. like twenty it's times so, cooler. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's and not honestly, just head, I think they might go structure. this way in the MCU too. Now that we have that celestial dipping out of yeah. the ocean, yeah, but no one's talking about it. What the hell? Yeah, seriously. no one's mentioned it once. So we see that uh, lots of shit's going on. Uh, there's a great little mention, too, to uh, Loki being Sorcerer Supreme again, which I thought was great on the little screen. Loki's been very busy at this time because yeah. Loki has been Sorcerer Supreme. Loki was wrapped up in the Infinity Wars, uh, which is where uh, Thanos dies. Spoilers. Uh, yeah. It takes place right after that issue that we read earlier today. Uh, and he also started the Avengers. He, he's basically the cause of the Avengers starting with the final host. Again. Uh, which we discussed before. 
so we also see there's this great scene of Odin and Screwbeard, which I really like, where Odin's just like, all you do is make these fucking hammers. I'm so tired of this. <laughs> Screwbeard's like, I can't hear you. <laughs> you want more hammers? Okay, I'm making more hammers. And Odin's just For like, God's you know what? Sake, Fine. No more hammers. I can't hear you. No <laughs> more hammers. Fine. More hammers. More Odin's hammers. Clang, clang, clang. <laughs> oh, God. We see in the tenth realm in heaven, uh, Thor and Val and Brunhild have been captured because they were here to rescue Angela, and they have Angela basically been subjected to two days full of tortures, and they're looking pretty bad. Mac Miller here is not having a good time. Again, he just looks like Mac Miller, he right? Does. Like <laughs> now that you've said it, I it's can't really see it. He's just like that boy on Euphoria who looks exactly like he Mac looks exactly Miller. like Mac Miller, which is really I when I first started seeing commercials for Euphoria, I was like, when the fuck was that filmed? Like, is Mac Miller in it? What the hell? I didn't realize it was someone else. He's also like my favorite character on that show. I can't He's watch so that good. show. He's so good. I, I can't watch that show because that's a tough show. I, I just can't. It's fair. Uh, <laughs> so we see that the only prisoners in this prison are Thor, Brunhild, and Angela. Angela. Why do you keep saying it like that? <laughs> it's like Tony Dan's on the boss. On uh, Who's the boss? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Angela. my God. <laughs> every every time, for years, every time I read Angela's name, I have to say Angela. <laughs> that, is, that is a great pull. Angela. And I love you so much, Malcolm. Angela. <laughs> every time. It's a weird automatic thing. <laughs> And so we see they're ultimately rescued by Thori, Toothgrinder, and Angela's horse. Angela. <laughs> they fight their way no, out. Isn't that Valkyrie's horse? Oh, you're right. You're right. Valkyrie's horse. Valkyrie. <laughs> the day after tomorrow in the Bronx, we see that there's like a little book club getting together of Jane, Roz, Angela, and Freya. It's everyone I love with all of my heart in one place. <laughs> pretty great. It's, pretty it's great. so nice. I would read this book. <laughs> yeah, this is like the beginning of like Kingdom Come or something like that. Or like, yeah. That's what this feels like. All of them just sitting Fuck around yeah. the dinner table. Yeah. And so we see that the angels have been dealt with, sealed in their own prison, and sent to the furthest edge of the cosmos. And we see that Ross Solomon has been granted a visitor black panther and okoye saying you once were an agent of shield how does agent of wakanda sound i love this i love this to death so i think the next issue might be my favorite issue in in this set of it's world. so good so chapter nine the woman with the vibranium gun oh yeah what a title the woman with the vibranium gun we see Dario Agar is under house arrest, still <laughs> dealing with all of the charges put against him by Midgard laws. And he's visited by Roz, who is decked out in some panther tech. Hell yeah. Looking real good. Hell yeah. Um, we get a flashback where Okoye is bringing her up to speed. Uh, we also see that Kazar and Gorilla Man have been brought into the Agents of, a or Agents of Wakanda. Uh-huh. And, Interesting uh, with Gorilla Man being there. Hmm. Yeah. Quite so. 
There's stuff that goes on with Gorilla Man in the Avengers run, Jacob. Uh, yeah. Gorilla Man okay. is not as clean as we think that he is. So okay. true. So true, my friend. It's very interesting. And we see uh, Roz basically go on her first mission to break into this, uh, to break into this flat that turns out to be a portal to uh, Spartalfheim. And I love the uh, that one of the dark elves is wearing a jacket that says "There's a war going on outside." What the fuck is this <laughs> dark elf graffiti? Like <laughs> it's streetwear. It's fashion, Malcolm. That's New and, York fashion for you, man. That's yeah. what it always is. So weird. Yeah. And you see that they're planning for an invasion. And just at that moment, they get a visitor, a frost giant. And I love that it cuts to the Bronx, where uh, Jane gets a call from Roz, who's like, "Hey." How do you uh, how do you kill a frost giant? And like, oh, it's just so good. It's so good. Uh, we get a quick little flashback where we see at Avengers Mountain that the agents of Wakanda are allowed there and that they will be uh, acting out of that building as well. And um, we see that this is also during the time when Thor has struck up a relationship with She-Hulk or just Hulk at this point uh-huh mm. another thing that happens in avengers which is interesting uh there yeah so we we saw uh hulk last week actually um uh in the in the mighty thor what was that 700 so we saw her last week yeah. uh she's a little bit better now she has a little bit more control she's back to being green as opposed to being gray uh yeah. but um she's still she's still hulk She's still uh, dumb Hulk, right? She's not. She doesn't retain. She's still dumb Hulk. Okay. Yeah. What she, happened? It, Go ahead. Is, uh, sorry. Is Bruce Banner dead? Is that what's going on in this? Part? So yeah, Bruce died in Civil War Two and is about yeah, to okay. come back at this point. Okay. Um, with a Mortal Hulk, which if yes. you have a Mortal Hulk, I think you would love that. I love a Mortal Hulk. Yes, cool. that that yeah, that, I, that, that would be right up your alley, dude. That is definitely up my alley. Uh, with yeah. all the Alex Ross uh, covers that you possibly imagine, yeah. that is that. Yeah, that that, yeah. that was my jam. Anytime, anytime Alex Ross agrees to do covers for a specific run of a of any character, yeah. I will dive into it uh, nose head first because of the fact of like. He's doing all this great artwork for it. And that is the right choice. Uh, yeah. Follow Alex Ross's money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's all you got to do. Like that I went from right. Amazing Spider-Man to like this to Mortal Hulk right after that. Just like, oh yeah, I got to catch up on this. <laughs> that is the right choice. This is this whole scene is really heartbreaking though. Of just like you know it, her her going by Thor's room, yeah. thinking about going in, and then Hulk shows up with a giant thing of mead and is talking about like, oh, we're I'm gonna be busy with thor for training lots of training loud yeah. training very loud no matter what here no come inside <laughs> thor closes she's like hulk smash and you hear thor go like oh is it training time already smash away my late like that sucks yeah ducks that, that rod's like it's a relationship that never really got to start yeah, that's that's the thing that's so upsetting. It's just like nothing really happened between them except for the fact that they kind of kissed and they kind of were trying to start something. But yeah, that was more on Thor's side and the fact of not being able to initiate things. Yes, like, because Thor was in a stupid ass place. Yes, he was. Roz got robbed, and mm, it really bums me out. Mm, um, I agree. 
And so you get this awesome fight scene with Roz trying to kill this frost giant uh, in the present day um, and uh, talking to Jane on the phone. And Jane's like, listen, like you need to call Thor. Like you can't take this frost giant on your own. And Roz says like, Jane, there's something you need to know. I couldn't lift it. You're Mjolnir. I, I tried when I was sitting on the moon before you picked it up. I tried to lift it and I couldn't. I'm not worthy. I'm not like you. And I care because this is all I have. And if I can't do this on my own, then what am I doing? You know, and that's when a troll grabs her. Uh, and this troll is like, oh, I recognize her. That's Ross Solomon, the troll slayer of Broxton. I fucking love that. The That's tro- cool as shit. <laughs> what a title. The Troll Slayer of Broxton. The troll like, Slayer uh, yeah. of Broxton. So tight. And this this uh this stupid ass troll is about to kill her, and then wham! Her sick vibranium car just comes in through the door and uh wishes out some missiles, takes out a bunch of people, she's able to take them down. Uh with a little bit of teleportation. Yeah. So the car has a personal teleportation unit, one-time use. And so she teleports the frost giant and the troll and herself in the car to the loot desert in Iran, the hottest place in the world. She says it's 150 degrees and you're not wearing a Wakandan super suit. So she's interrogating this frost giant. It's so funny. <laughs> which is so cool. And then a little bit of time later, Thor shows up, uh, Odinson shows up, and uh, she tells him, listen, Malekith built his own Bifrost. That's how he's been moving between the realms. That's how he's going to invade here. Frost Giant wouldn't tell me when, but my guess is soon. And we look and we see that the Frost Giant looks like, you you ever get like the Spider-Man, a popsicle? Yes. Ice cream truck? (laughs) Yes. And then you forget that you have it in your hand. And then you look at it and the eyeballs are kind of sagging down and the ice yeah. on your hand. That's what it looks like. It totally looks like that. Fucking <laughs> weird. It's so sad looking. It looks like it's just giant. And Thor is kind of horrified at all. Yeah. He's horrified. And he doesn't realize that he is the direct cause of this. He is. Uh, she is what he made her. Yeah, exactly. Roz Solomon is a very, I mean, she was an environmentalist when we met her. She's a very different person now, all and because she met Thor. It, she's a soldier now. She she's is a, a soldier. soldier of war now because yes. of what's been going on. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's a bummer. Uh, so we cut back to her being with Dario Auger. Uh, her saying, listen, Dario, I know that you called me. I know you want me to stop Malekith what what's the deal here tell me what you know we could do something and dario feigns ignorance uh she considers killing him with vibranium bullet all it will take is just one bullet to the head and she's finally finished with her dario agra problem the world will be better for it but then she takes off and uh Hewlett comes to collect dario even though he's on house arrest uh they go through the black bifrost and then that's where we see on the other side of the Black Bifrost is Cull, secret agent of Odin. <laughs> secret agent of Odin. With his, how, how do people not hear that mustache coming? Like, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> he, he should not be able to sneak around because you should be able to hear that mustache. It's all it's that cool. armor, man. I would think he would just be clanking and clunking all over the place. But I, I guess everyone does then, huh? Like everyone. Yeah. Kind of, so. 
So I everyone's just be, everyone's just be casting like uh, some sort of like uh, some sort of anti-shatter like uh, uh, repellent on their armor to keep them from like getting past you know people and probably you know, yeah stealthy, you know yeah has exactly to has to be something like that <laughs> yeah I blame uh, Odin <laughs> I would also I blame Odin for everything you can uh, <laughs> chapter ten chapter ten a boy and his all father oh man. This this cover is amazing because this doesn't happen. It's <laughs> I really thought I really thought this was gonna happen. I was like, oh, this is gonna be one of those issues. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is not this is not it. Oh boy. And this issue is all about how that cover cannot happen. Yeah. I think that's kind of wonderful, actually. It's a it's a good misdirect. Um yeah. So we, we opened the issue with uh weeks ago in old Asgard. Uh, Odin's just sitting there slumped on his chair and he's telling Cull, like, this is your mission. I need to find out what's going on with Malekith. We need to stop this War of the Realms before it happens. Even though it's been happening this entire fucking time. He's an idiot. Uh, but he he's telling Cull, like, okay, listen, I'm going to send you off. You're going to figure out how Malekith is getting around. You're going to be my spy. And Cull says, listen, I'll do this, but when I come back, I'm taking your crown. And I'm taking your head. And Odin says, ah, I don't think you want either of those things. <laughs> like, and he uses the last of his magic to tap into pieces of the rainbow bridge to teleport Cull away. And then that's when he goes off to see where Screwbeard is uh, and gets a meat. Uh, Thor shows up looking for more hammers, <clears throat> of course. And uh, all, the, all the dwarves are knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> because Odin drank him under the table, which is awesome. So cool. I I love that so much. Uh, it's it's so funny and weird. Uh, and Odin's son is really not in the talking mood. Uh, he doesn't really want to talk to Odin. He came for some hammers. Uh, gets in Odin's face, and Odin Odin starts a fight. And yeah. this whole this whole time, we're getting an internal monologue with Odin of Odin's uh, saying, talk to the boy. He looks tired, stretched too thin in need of help. I should tell him what I know that I sent Cole to Svartalheim, that Malkith has built his own Bifrost and will surely use it to invade all of the realms. And it, he starts a fight. He starts a verbal fight first, uh, you know, and Thor even, it's hard to read this issue. It is. Uh, it, it, the whole time Odin is trying so hard to not be Odin, not be himself. In, in his brain, he thinks he's not Odin. Yeah, yeah, But exactly. his mouth keeps speaking Odin. Yeah, keeps talking shit and keeps writing checks that he's not going to be able to cash. He keeps roasting Thor over and over again. <laughs> Every little bit of him. Yeah. Like, to, and Thor's not really having it. To, to be fair, good on Thor. He's not really having it. That slap. Um, that knocked Odin into like all of the hammers was just like it was just like him just trying to swat him out of his like get him off him. Freaking sweet. I love it. it. Yeah. So sweet. Like that was yeah. the kicker of what starts everything. I love so, it. Yeah. He, uh, and and they start grabbing. Yeah. And, and Odin says, Oh, hey Thor, before you go, I found that hammer I made you. And just smacks him right in the face with it. <laughs> and then that starts a giant fight. They start fighting, and as they're fighting, there's this really great pan out of, you know, oh, you see them about to square off and really get into it, 
and then you see Heimdall in the shadows and his eyes are still wrapped up because he's still blind but they are just pouring tears it's he's crying like which is holy shit like really really well revealed um we shoot over to Jotunheim in Jotunheim uh this was great cross <laughs> giants are approaching uh king laufey and are saying listen <laughs> Your son Loki is a dick. <laughs> my son into a frog, and I want him to be punished. And Loki says, Listen, Dad, Daddy, yo, Papa, come on. They were talking shit about you because they were talking shit about me. And you shouldn't badmouth the prince because that means you're badmouthing the king. And Laufey gives him a position and says, Okay, listen, fine. I agree. But here's what you're going to do you're going to stand up, you're going to be a man. Kill the frog, Loki. It's a frog. <laughs> you can kill the frog. Just kill the frog. It, Loki what? says, I will not. He's, and Laufey gets up and is like, of course you won't. And smushes the frog with his foot. <laughs> <laughs> and I love like the poor frog. He's like, that was my son. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. My son. He's just like. And he's like, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You shut up. Uh. And you know, Laufey Laufey threatens Loki pretty hard, saying, "You know, you will you will never sit on the throne of Jotunheim, not ever, no matter if you bear my name. And you will not be my son, not in this lifetime or any other. But you will get out of my sight." And then he goes off preparing for the war because the war is coming very very soon. And you hear a <laughs> tough audience <laughs> in the corner as Malekith shows up. Yeah, coming up to to welcome Loki back. Says, "I hear you've been quite a busy god of late, Loki, chasing after celestials and shiny stones and flaming wolverines. I do hope you're now ready to focus on the monumental task at hand. For the fateful hour of the War of the Realms is finally nigh. Oh, believe me, Malekith, when you invade Midgard, I'll be there. Yes." That's exactly what I'm worried about. Follow him wherever he goes and see that his last lie, his next lie is his last. And then by all means, one of you take the honor of bringing word to Loki's grisly demise directly to his beloved father as Malachus sends a bunch of dark elves to follow and kill Loki. Yes. And plot is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and then you get, I think, one of the best pages in comics. Yes. This, I, this, I've been very critical of Mike Del Mundo, but this is something that he excels at. This is really well done. Like this, this, all this, this page of just four through the ages going back up to, to Odin and like proving his worth to his father, trying to, to get his father's approval so many times. He's like, Hey, I, I, I wrote an anesophire and he's, and, and Odin always quick snipes back with something like, Oh, it doesn't count mm -hmm. if you're right as writing it or not challenging it to battle Thor. And it's like, Oh, but I look, I slayed a Thor, I slayed a, I slayed a troll. And it's like just the one it's just constantly like always shutting down Thor. As, and it just, as just Odin so is just buffing a statue of himself. Yes. Impressed with himself yeah. and is not impressed with Thor. That is a really, really great page and a really great interlude to go right into the next page where they're beating the shit out of each other. Yes. 
Yeah, that moment hit me like a goddamn truck. That it that was like that made me tear up. <laughs> it was like it was one of those moments yeah. where it's like no matter what he did, there was always he, he his father kept moving the goalposts. Yeah. Yeah. And it was always this moment of like nothing was ever good enough. And so he had mm-hmm. to keep fighting and keep looking for his approval and now and I mean this this issue really is just about like fathers and sons. Yeah. And, just how different they are from each other yeah and like you were saying just them it transitions beautifully into them just beating the absolute hell out of each other yeah breaking Um, hammers and then calling new hammers each of them (laughs) oh it's so good and then finally thor gets the upper hand and he's you know he's about to kill him he's in that mode and odin says and do it son and i'll finally be proud of you the look on Thor's face in the next panel broke my heart. Like, it's tackled. It's so good. And the whole like internal monologue that Odin's having, you know, of, you know, this, this was once the hall where he was born. Or so I was Mm -hmm. told I wasn't there when boy was born. Or if I was, I was too damn drunk to remember. Have I said that already? Like I I watched him (sighs) grow up, become a better God than me and resented him for it. Even as a boy, he was more beloved, and I called him arrogant and tried to shame him. I cannot feel my face. My son is going to kill me now, and I will die without having ever told him anything that truly mattered. I always knew it would end like this. Like, it, this, (sighs) this issue really hurts. It does. (laughs) And And the next page, too, where he goes, Thor, oh, my son, what have I made of thee? He says, what grand and glorious thing would you be without me? Perhaps someday we'll find out. It breaks my heart. Literally just breaks my heart in two. Mm -hmm. Um, Balder is able to tackle Thor off of him. And Thor leaves in a huff. We get this really sad little scene of Loki walking alone in Jotunheim. Mm -hmm. And then Balder speaking to Freya. And then at the very end we see that Odin has gone to somebody to be kind of his uh, accountability buddy. And it's Tony Stark of all people. Yeah. Yeah. That's a relationship that started in Avengers as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, The relationship between Tony and Odin. There's a very left field moment. They've gotten a little chummy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which brings us to the final chapter. Uh, chapter 11 the eve of war and this is pretty much just a quick tableau of stuff thor is trying to you know rescue mjolnir from the center of the sun he's used so many hammers i love that yeah i love all these hammers just melting in the sun yeah Uh, freya shows up summons her own hammer fuck yeah and the two of them are flying off uh they we find out that Thor's exhaustion and mood swings have caused some pretty bad stuff weather-wise to happen to the Earth. And the two of them go and rescue people. Um, we also see many years ago on Midgard, Thor brought Freya to Erica the Red's grave. So she's one of the only people who knows about I, this. I love him telling her too, like, I brought you here so you would see that I'm not the petty child father thinks I am. Not always, at least. I listen to you, mother. 
the, the last time you found me trying to lift a hammer, you said, forget worthy, find love. And I did, mother. I wanted you to know that I did, at least for, for a, a time. time. Like, oh, oh my God. That's so I, I love the relationship between Odin's son and Frigga. It's so good. I think it's, it's really, really well developed. It's it's more fascinating, you know, between because you always hear the arguments with him and Odin, but you never get I never get to see the time he has with his mother yeah. with, with yeah. Freya. So it's actually yeah. really cool. This to see entire that relationship. Yeah. The fact mom. that Freya cares. Yeah. Uh that is the interesting thing, is that she does specifically mention stepmom. Yeah. In this issue. Mm. Which that doesn't really happen a lot that she mentions stepmom. Uh also the fact that he's able to control the uh like weather in Earth without like his knowing just goes to further the point that he is Gaia's son, which is supposed to be his fucking mom. Oh, I see. Mythology. And it's literally in this issue (laughs) (laughs) that it works that, oh yeah, he's Gaia's son, clearly. (laughs) That's why he has a connection to Earth like that. But no, the Phoenix is his mom. It's fine. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) We see until Leon's from now, uh, Thor has entered the Thor sleep. Uh, but he's dreaming about the war. Um, Volstag is also dreaming about the war, but he's uh, he's having a rough time. Having a rough time. He's still got his PTSD from his time as the War Thor. He's uh, see... he's pretty much Vincent Van Gogh, uh, yes. seeing the TARDIS explode and everything oh, like Jesus. that. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what he is right now. And then we see Jane Foster looking all right with hair. With hair. Well, full fullness to her cheeks. Yeah, this Jane Foster's in remission, baby. Yeah, she is in remission. No cancerous cells left, and I loved seeing this. I loved seeing this. Um, we also get a quick scene between Sif and Valkyrie yeah. training for the battle to come, and then we get this, you know, little moment between Freya and Balder waiting for thor to have a little, little dinner also with like odin just like hunched over his throne looking like a frog yeah uh, uh we- this issue is drawn by lee garbett by mm-hmm. the way uh and it's gorgeous it's real it's good. good it's real good seeing jotunheim uh loki has a little like hovel little bachelor <laughs> pad <laughs> A little mouse hole and the. I uh, love that he's got the game Clue. <laughs> and he's just got the Infinity Gauntlet just tossed this off to the side. Is, yeah, just kind of there. <laughs> but we see his prized possession is that portrait of his mom, which I love. Uh, we cut over to Malekith giving his big old speech, his big old war speech. And he brings them all together and says, To war. Meanwhile, uh, back at the sun, Odinson is basically saying, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but we are going to fight this war. It will not be the end of Midgard, even if it be the end of me. If that happens, I will join you in fire, Mjolnir. And we'll be reunited at last, my friend. Until then, Thor is a war to fight, and he flies back to Earth. And unbeknownst to Thor, we see what looks to be a branch growing out of the sun. Do you guys think it's Groot's arm? 
<laughs> uh, I think it's Mephisto, man. Oh, Mephisto confirmed? Oh, man. <laughs> so that wraps up uh, this week's books, or this week's volume. Uh, gentlemen, final thoughts on the book, and uh, what was your favorite part? Oh, man. Like, it's tough. Uh, I think this is a very good volume, even with my issues with the art. I, I think this volume is really, really interesting, really well told. Um, I think it's funny because, like, you know, the last, like, three or four issues are kind of just uh, kind of, I guess, a little bit of table setting, you know, yeah. to yeah. forward the realms. Like, it's, I mean, especially that last one is just, like, slices of everybody before you get to the actual war just to yeah. kind of get you in the mood. Um and when reading this when it was coming out, that kind of bugged me. I was like, ah, like, this, it, you know, I know that it's coming. Like, you've been building up to it. Like, just do it. But uh, I think it works really well. <laughs> I think it works way better to actually just do it like that. I think it's kind of awesome. Um, nice. it, it, those, those are my favorite issues of the volume, to be honest, especially the Odin one. I, that Odin one, it hit me like a fucking pile of bricks in 2019, and it hit me now. Just the same way, you know. Uh, I think everyone in the world has some kind of father issue, some kind of daddy issue, uh, you know. But Jesus Christ, like that—that's a really relatable issue of a comic. So, sure uh, is great stuff, Jacob. Yeah, this uh, this 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 store is warring towards a good war. Uh, this is. Um, this was incredible for the fact that the first half of it, I was like really uh, like driven into it. And then as we got closer to the end, it was just like, okay, we're getting ready for like the big thing that's going to happen. Um, this, this is a great volume. This is a great volume to follow up what's happened with Jane Foster to the end of Jane Foster. Um, this is definitely uh, one of my favorite uh, parts of this run. Uh, the, the Tony Moore, uh, uh, of uh issue of this is is probably my favorite issue in the entire series because of just not just drawn by him but just that story is just so um poignant for for the our character throughout this whole thing that it's just i was been waiting for this moment to happen you know when we were going through old old bimbo thor's like journey of trying to figure <laughs> out when he's going to be th- worthy of everything and then we finally get this moment and he uh it's great that like it's it's a resounding end to like that that old school Thor, um, Thor your old and everything, slut. yeah exactly. It's him being a big old slut, slut boy. Um, <laughs> from between that the 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 ego as well, the fact with the necro sword stuff, yeah. This is this is a great volume that divvies up between three four Thors that are going on in this story. Like mm-hmm. yeah, um, really well done. Like. So good. Cannot wait for what happens next. Hell yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I'm with you guys. This uh this book was fantastic. I like Del Mundo's art a good sight more than Malcolm does. Uh so I really enjoyed this. I loved the uh Mad Max of it all for the first arc and just yeah. it, this felt like a natural progression into the War of the Realms. Um favorite ish, favorite part was just issue number seven. I love the story with Erica the Red. It's uh, it's it's incredible, and like it's Malcolm beautiful. said, a wonderful retcon 
for yeah. that character. A retcon done right, which we don't often retcon see. Retcon done right, which Jason Aaron doesn't do very well himself. <laughs> as we found out with the Phoenix yeah. stuff. But uh, yeah, so wonderful, wonderful issue. A wonderful book and a wonderful volume. And now, before we hit up next week, we've got a quick mailbag. We've got a quick email, which means, what time is it? Mm, it's time for the mail <laughs> it's different every time and i never yeah. know what to expect yeah it uh, should be different every time if you want to be part of the uh geeksplain mailbag uh feel free to send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com and put ultimate mailbag or terrific mailbag in the subject header so that you can have it read here on the book club this uh email comes from good friend abdullah who writes hello what gang a couple of questions for you guys in this email. You've been making some real throwback references in the last few episodes, like Knight Rider, love that show, which I've really been enjoying. Let's me know that there's some people in my age range with the same frame of reference. Between yeah. that and something you guys have said about Odin's characterization in this run made me think, a guy who's kind of an asshole but really loves his wife. Sounded really familiar, and then it hit me. The Honeymooners. Uh-huh. What would you uh... say about a new Honeymooners starring Odin and Freya? Instead of Ralph Cramden's Get Rich screams, Odin would be coming up with crazy ideas to get Mjolnir back. Sound like a hit? <laughs> I love I'd it. Watch it. I love I'd watch it. it. Only if Jackie could be Odin, which would be fucking awesome. Yes. <laughs> and then Bam, the second zip. question. <laughs> Straight <laughs> to the moon. Straight to the moon with you, Odin. <laughs> One of these days, Freya. One of these days. <laughs> Here, it's my second uh, question Plus, is about the happen. best... It's so that funny. would be incredible. That, Jesus, that'd be awesome. So my second question is about the best X-Men leader and character, our man, Scott Summers. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Eh. Which writer do you think had the best handle on him and did the most with him? For me, I really liked what Matt Fraction did with him, and I think his X-Men run is underrated. Same with Kieran Gillen. They seem to really understand him as a character and make him more than a boring guy with a stick up his butt that other writers seem to fall back to. Fraction especially gave him a sense of humor. As always, Cyclops is right, Abdullah. I, there are a couple people that I would like to spotlight. Um, as much as I've been critical of him, uh, Bendis. Yes. I think did a very good job with him during his revolutionaries run. Yes. Um, of course, you always got to go back to as, as much as he's done some not so great shit. Uh, during this run, uh, Claremont really had a handle on Scott. Uh -huh. Um I think a lot of people tend to get it twisted that Claremont started the Cyclops is boring, but that is absolutely not the case. That is not the case. No one started the Cyclops is boring. People just interpreted that way. That's how they <laughs> interpreted it. Um, and then honestly, and I, I don't want to heap too much praise on him because he's a terrible human being, but I still love that Astonishing X-Men run. Um, I mm. think it was a very, very good Cyclops focused run that I will always go back to, but yeah, yeah, Bendis did a great job of updating that character um, during that time. What do you guys think? Um, I, I, I agree. I, I think Bendis might be my favorite modern interpretation mm. of, of Cyclops. I think as far as like people who've done it modernly, I think Fraction is a good shot. I don't love that Fraction run as much as I used to. Um, Fair. I don't think it's aged very well, but uh, but I think his his Cyclops stuff is really good. Uh, they again making Cyclops the main character was a really good idea. Um, 
I love how Hickman does Cyclops. I, I think that Hickman and Fraction Cyclops are very similar. Um, yeah. Where he's, that, he's that a guy, issue, you know? That issue during uh, Ten of Swords. Yes. Ooh. So good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think Hickman has a really great sense of who Cyclops and the Summers family as a whole, to the point where his X-Men book was just a Summers family book. And I think that that was the right call. Um, and honestly, I completely missed this. Jerry Duggan has been doing some great work with him in the main ooh. X-Men book. Duggan has been doing fantastic work with really, him. Really, really good that, stuff. Holy shit, the Ben Urick stuff yeah. yeah, has been wonderful. Actually, that might be the best modern interpretation. It might that be. Might, that might be it. I think it. Uh, I think it's slips under. I think Bendis is yeah. so good. And that's the best Cyclops costume. That's cool. I really like his House of X because they made it blue. So do I. <laughs> but I, I love the. I love the aggressive nature of the. It is red. very aggressive. And the red X. X on his face. If it was that costume in blue, I would be like thrilled. <laughs> but I. I love the red X. Um, just as long as we get him away from the '90s costume, because that's the worst. Cyclops. <laughs> Ooh, hot take. That's the wow. worst one. Oh, All right. Man. Well, I, I'll do a, I, I, go ahead. I really do like the. Uh, sorry, I just wanted to say, uh, what was the what was the run with him becoming the Phoenix? That that was very interesting. Uh, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. Uh, that was right before Bendix, or yeah. I guess it would be Bendis because he wrote that event. Bendis also yeah. co-wrote that event, and so did Hickman, and so did Fraction, and so did Jason Aaron. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I, it's funny. I've actually been rereading cool. AVX because of Avengers X-Men Eternals colon Judgment Day. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. AVX. And uh, God, I one of the greatest single issues of all time is AVX number six. If you guys haven't read that, it is one yes. of the best. It is G, uh, Jonathan Hickman's first real forego with the X-Men. Um, wow. And it's a very clear map of what he wants to do with the X-Men in general. And it's mm-hmm. wild that that book was 10 years ago, so good. like almost to the day, 10 years ago. And yet Hickman's X-Men stuff is like now, like we're in that era now. And he set up that stuff 10 years ago. Yeah. Fucking cool. damn. Wow. So yeah, uh, Abdullah, thank you very much for writing in. Again, if you want to be part of the Geeksplain Book Club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com. Put uh, Thorific Mailbag, Ultimate Mailbag in the subject header. We will read it here on the book club. But that does it for this week. Next week, it's time, baby. War. Terrible <laughs> war. <laughs> terrible war. Ugh. There we go. War <laughs> of the Realms has come. <laughs> Next week, we are going to be reading. We're going to be finishing this Thor run. So issues 12 through 16. We're also going to be reading War of the Realms, issues 1 through 6. And each of us are going to bring a tie-in. Each of us is going to bring a tie-in to talk about. Really excited. Uh, Stay tuned to the socials. We will be announcing which tie-ins are brought on throughout next week. So make sure you pay attention to that at Geeksplained Pod. That's at Geeksplained P-O-D. And next week, War of the Realms. The uh, synopsis goes like this. Asgard, Alfheim, Heaven, Jotunheim, Muspelheim, Niflheim, Nidavellir, Svartalfheim, Vanaheim. All of the Ten Realms have fallen to Malekith and his army, except one, Midgard. Home to Thor's beloved humans, home to heroes and gods alike. Now, at last, Midgard burns. All hell breaks loose in New York City as Malekith and his allies begin their invasion, and our greatest heroes watch as Earth 
falls. With Thor trapped in the land of the Frost Giants and Earth's forces overwhelmed, Black Panther, Jane Foster, and Doctor Strange undertake a desperate gamble. What can possibly stop Malekith and his army? Spider-Man, Daredevil, Punisher, Ghost Rider, Blade, Hulk, and more join the fray as Jason Aaron's epic Thor saga explodes across the Marvel Universe in an event for the ages. I forgot about the Daredevil of it all until yeah. I just heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for one of the coolest Daredevil things ever. I, what are we I talking heard... about? Stay okay. tuned. We'll have to oh, 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 I already got boy. so cool. I already got my favorite like tie-in already. Like it's I gonna be great. It is. So <laughs> tune in next week once again. Uh, Thor issues twelve through sixteen. Uh, War of the Realms issues one through six, and each of us are gonna be bringing a tie-in. Pay attention to the socials for announcements on those, and we will see you right back here next week for the War of the Realms. Be there or be square. Not a circle, Mike Cox. <laughs> Mike, I saw you on Twitter. I saw you. Circles of life. Circles of death. Stop. And, <laughs> but for the Geeks Plane Book, you don't do that. And for the Geeks Plane Book Club, I've been Eric Azana. I am Malcolm Russell Nelsonson. And I am Jacob Benson. <laughs> and we will see you next time. War, baby! War, terrible war. In Love is a setting sun, is a smoking gun, is a four letter word. I hope it hurts. Love is a fatal flaw, is a broken jaw, is a burning bridge. Photograph.